Welcome to Behind the Spotlight, a different kind of podcast where we have real, deep conversations with entrepreneurs and celebrity visionaries who are making their potential possible. They are certainly ahead of their time and worthy of yours. So listen as I take your favorite entrepreneurs off a pedestal and onto a bar stool right next to you. In life, it all comes down to building powerful, long-lasting relationships in a thoughtful, authentic way. You know, we all see that highlight reel of successful entrepreneurs, but I want to take you behind the spotlight and show you who they were before they figured it all out. Let's explore the sometimes torturous, but always interesting paths their lives have taken. So I'm Beth, speaker, author, entrepreneur, and a magnetic business mentor. I help entrepreneurs to strategically prepare their business and gain exposure through collaboration and media so they can make their mark on the world. I'm a huge believer in the power of potential to catapult your life forward. So join me as we explore stories of some of our favorite people leveraging their past to make their potential possible on Behind the Spotlight. One of the reasons I love doing this podcast is because I get to speak to amazing people. This week's episode is with Lauren Mundell, and she's going to teach us about having a cannabis lifestyle that's not about getting high. It's about feeling good, being well, and taking care of yourself. Listen up. Kids who are going to college, even though we don't want you to use cannabis until you're 21, we know you're probably going to. And also women, especially, this message is for women, who are interested in getting learning to use cannabis as a wellness supplement, slow and low slow and low. So start with how I started. I was, so when I started at using cannabis at 43, after that first time at Cornell Warren had an anxiety attack and I was like, cannabis is terrible. My parents are right. <laughs> Say no to drugs is real. Right. Like, you know, and then so you, I was were like, you like a big, like in your, with your friends, were you like, you really shouldn't do that. Were you like a really anti for everybody else where you're just like, Oh, it doesn't work for me. I'm just going to have a beer. Yeah. I've never been I never was like going to tell other people what to do. Um, but I was like, it's not, I don't want to feel like that. And so I right. guess I was probably judgy because I figured they felt like that all the time. And I was like, that's so weird, but that's not how they were feeling. Obviously they were right. feeling great and cannabis was really working for them. And at that time it wasn't working for me because I had a lot of anxiety and um, untreated or un not treated because I don't, you know, that's unrealized, unrecognized mm -hmm. trauma from growing up, which everyone has, right? Which right. is just, you know, the stuff of, of being a, a teenager and the loneliness and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and, and my parents had, were divorced and whatever, and all the issues of Kid stuff, trying right. to fit well, in as a teenager. Right. And uh, yeah, so now, so at 43, I started, I, my husband retired from the, um, the Navy and he was um, really excited to use cannabis. He was like, I can't wait I, when I retire. It's like the first thing I'm going to do because he grew up in Southern California. And that's what you do there. And oh, so was he like, was like remembering his youth. He was like, I just want to get back to that. That's Yes. So and I was like, like so I figured. Yeah, I was like, yeah, he was 50 at that time. So I'm like, what? we are not doing this. Like we live in New York. I'm like a high powered executive at an agency. Like you are the most stand up, like most like clean cut guy I know. Right. What Navy. What do you know? We're not. And he was like, <laughs> he, he was. So anyway, 
he retired in December of uh, 2016, which was um, interestingly timed and appropriately timed for when Donald Trump was elected for the first time. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that will not be repeated. And um, it was this time of, for me, like extreme depression, honestly, about where our country was going. And so it couldn't have been a better time for cannabis to come into my life. Um, But he started using it and I wasn't interested at all in the beginning. But then I realized what a great, like how happy he was. (laughs) And he was so much more talkative to me and we would have all these incredible, real great conversations and the sex was better. And we just felt, I was like, okay, whatever this is that you're doing is not the same thing that I had and I need back in, you know, when I was 18 right. and I need to start to learn about this. So what I did was because I was afraid of that high feeling, I started just taking what I now know are microdoses. So it just mm-hmm. take a little hit of a pen or um, a little puff of something to the point of like barely even anything just to get the feeling without too much feeling to really start to understand what it was like. Because I, as a control freak, I wasn't comfortable with just like, going all for it. So that's why I said maybe bong hits aren't the f- best way to start. <laughs> to start. So the, the, what I comes up for me when you say that is like, so he's relaxed and having a good time, but it almost, did you ever feel like, but it's not, he's in an altered state? Like it's not, we're not in the same plane. You know what I mean? Because sometimes I feel like if I'm at a party and I talk to somebody who's really high, like versus being really drunk, not really, I take back really high, just high, or versus being really drunk, it's still them. Drunk is a whole another level of, you know, not not being yourself, but there, I feel like sometimes you they could be there. I don't know. I just can't imagine having sex with my husband and him being high and me not, or versus him being drunk and me not. So I find that cannabis for most people, especially for me, it enhances the feelings that you currently have. So if you're feeling anxious, you're going to feel even more anxious. If you're feeling turned on, you're going to feel even more turned on. It's going to really help. So for me, as a person who like always enjoyed sex, I wasn't, I was happy that he was more into it. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and he was telling me at that point, like how good it was and that it was like more of even like a mind thing. And in addition to a body thing. And I, of right. course I was like, want to try that. But so I didn't feel weird that he was um, okay. like using it. And I wasn't um, because again, like you just said, when you use cannabis, you aren't a different version. You're not, you're, you're not, you're, you're, I think you're actually even more yourself. Um, oh, let go of a lot of the stuff. Yeah, that you're just back and, yeah. aren't as worried about what people are going to think about you. You don't have as many um, self judgments and you're not as worried necessarily about how other people judge you. It helps right. for me. And I think I see that as a huge positive because especially I, I know a lot of women, you know, we have that mean voice in our head and she, my, my mean voice, her name is Johanna. And sometimes I have to be like, shut up, Johanna. Like I'm doing this, you know? And, um, she really, the, the cannabis in the beginning, when I first started using it, I used to say that it helped me quiet Johanna. First of all, it helped okay. me realize that Johanna even existed. And then it helped. Oh, that's me interesting. Realize, yeah. Cause I was like, realized how I had this other part of me 
that didn't want this governor on her, you know, that didn't right. want to, like, you know, because, like, and that for me was the person who, as a woman, was, I was hearing a lot of what, like, who do you think you are in my head? Like, who do you think you are to post that on social media? Who do you think you are to, oh. to, um, to like hurt brag about your big job? You know, who do you think you are? Like, stay quiet, stay humble. Right. Stay helps small. Me. Yeah, stay small, play small. Cannabis is helping me and many other women like me play, play up. Step into your light, is what I keep talking about lately. But you did have this huge job in PR, which is all about putting out that good face and being that bigger than life. Yeah, and believe it or not, so my whole life has been about PR. My dad um, owned multiple agencies. And so oh. to some extent, I was like raised by PR. Um, because mm-hmm. PR really only started coming about in like the seventies and eighties. And my dad was at the very beginning of that pioneer in the space. Um, he owned an agency called its final agency was called Bratz gear and company. That's my maiden name. Uh, well, actually that wasn't his final agency. He also had blue wolf communications after that. And he, uh, taught me a lot, so much. Um, but one of the things that wasn't necessarily the best is in the long run is how to really edit your words and be super choiceful about what you say and what you put out into the universe because, or into the, into the atmosphere, I guess, or into other people's minds, which is make sure that you, the things you say reflect the person who you want people to think you are versus the thing you say, actually, the thing you say actually be, you know, so everything was about like, before there was such a thing as creating a personal brand, we were definitely creating a personal brand as a family. Um, and so it's it's interesting that I learned that. And I didn't really realize, of course, that was just how I was raised. So I didn't realize that I was learning that. But then I, um, when I got into PR and started moving up in the ranks of it, I realized how kind of innately good at that I was and um, and how I could really tell, craft the story that the other person wanted to hear. And that's Mm -hmm. really what PR is. Which is great, yeah. But PR now I think is really turning on its head, at least the way that I try to do it for myself and and I do it for my clients. It's really about stepping into who you are and portraying that. But I see, and you could, I'm sure you too, influencing, influencers are all about looking like a certain lifestyle. And I think that we're all tired of that. And in the eighties, we were all, we were all brought up like that. It's not like different you know, we were all brought up to look good and didn't really matter how you felt. Right. And you would project, you project the, you know, the model that you mm-hmm. want out into the world and protect that at all costs. Right. Oh, yeah. And which creates so many insecurities in yourself. Yeah, it's so true. And now what we're really seeing and what's most interesting about people is humanity, right, is the real stuff. Right. We want to know like about the hard stuff and how you overcome it, not just the, you know, oh, like I had a great one great big day. It's like, what about all the other days in between? <laughs> right. if um, crappy. Right. Then that doesn't matter. You might. I, and I, my kids reflect that to me a lot because I do fall into that a little bit sometimes when I'm trying to get them to do something or I'm working with somebody and they're like, can you not use that like PR voice on me? What, what, what PR voice? They're like, can you just use your regular voice? 
or even when I was recording stuff, they're like, you don't, can you sound like you? And it took me a while to realize, you know, out of the mouth of babes. And I was like, oh, okay. And then when I made that change is when I really started succeeding in what I was doing. So it makes total sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was very successful in my career at that, especially helping a lot of people um, do that. But I also started yeah. feeling really uncomfortable um, about the lack of authenticity, um, right. especially with executives. It was just like, we were writing Ugh. these, you know, these like bulleted talking points for them. And it was like, nobody wants to know about this. Like, you know, this isn't <laughs> Like it's, it's like, they want to know about you um, and what it takes to be a CEO or CMO or, you know, that people want to know things. And I started, I realized, so I started, I started working with influencers <clears throat> in the influencer space in like 2013. So okay. I was really interested. I was always super into fitness and wellness. Um, <clears throat> and I was working on a lot of wellness brands and businesses um, at the time. So it was kind of both my personal and professional work coming together. And I started getting really interested in what the, um, what fitness influence, like, okay, this was before there was such a word as influencer. So yeah. <laughs> what these fitness professionals were doing. So these like instructors at Equinox or these like young mm -hmm. guys at Barry's boot camp back in 2013, who were starting to like, put themselves out on social media and they weren't celebrities because that's really all there was on social media that had big followings at the time, but they were really influential because like they live the lifestyle, right? They're actually right. like living this lifestyle. And that lifestyle is like, you know, uh, these sunglasses, the, the, these AirPods, like this, whatever, you know, it's like, and when other people who follow you saw like, wow, that person has the abs I want. They have the clothes I want. They, then these mm -hmm. are the things that they eat. I'm going to eat all those things. And that too, and right. not these things I'm going to work out. And I was like, oh my God, these fit, these influencers have so much potential to change how people shop and how people see themselves in a lot of, in, right. and I, so I started being so, I was like, so fascinated by that. So I be, started um, a little organization at Ketchum called Ketchum Fit fitness influencer team. And we started recruiting people from around the city to try to figure out how to work with them and brands. <clears throat> Fast forward to now, what I'm really doing is I'm helping women in the cannabis industry who are open to being advocates um, for the plant and their own personal brand and businesses learn to become influencers in a way. I mean, and I don't really like the word influencer because it sounds very okay. like coercive, um, which is not what influencers should be. It should really, if you're an influencer, a really good one, all you do is share your life and then right. people buy the things that you also use and they support you because they you bring them value every day. You're teaching them things. You're, you're, you're making them feel normal. You're um, so right. many different things that influencers can do. And so I've built this team of amazing people um, at High Curious and they're called the butterflies. And those are the people who I have shows on our app. And so I decided to just get rid of the word influencer and start with the word butterfly. And um, it really just means get your wings and that means become yourself. And that's what we're really doing. We're helping people 
learn to become themselves and put their real vulnerable, authentic selves out into social media to attract back really the people who they want to spend time with and to actually have a community of people that supports each other, you know, rather than trying to be a sales engine, which it, right. it's, you know, over the course of the past now seven years, eight years in influencer marketing, Mm-hmm. Consumers are sick of, again, just the same way as they got sick of advertising before that now they're sick of being sold stuff with a code and, you know, all this like kind of fake, <laughs> fake, I love this. They really yes. want to know, like, what are you actually using, especially now with the, in, with the economy being tight and us wanting to make, you know, smart choices about where we spend our time and money. You really want to like be following people who like are real, like you said, like who use their real voice, not their PR. No, not at all. And I, And I attune that to like being authentic, vulnerable, and actually adding value to somebody's life. If I like what you're about and you use Trader Joe's moisturizer and you have beautiful skin, you know what? I'm going to go buy Trader Joe's moisturizer if you're selling it to me or not. Like I'd almost rather you show me what you use and not sell me anything. But I think it's interesting in the cannabis industry how women who are influencers, quote unquote, are really about using it as a medicinal or a wellness. It's not like, I think the disconnect with mainstream versus in the cannabis world is it's not about getting high. It's about feeling good. Like it could be sage, it could be mint, like it's just another plant. And I think that because of the stigma, people can't get past that. But I looked, I was, I joined High Curious because I, I wanted to see what was going on. And the, and one of the things that I noticed was anybody new got so much love. You know, I didn't post, but I, the love that people got for, I feel like, it makes me so happy that there's places like this in the world because it was like, welcome, you're amazing. I love, you know, I like your hat. Like, it didn't matter what it was or what they said. It was just about holding each other up. And I find that women in the wellness space in general who are about, who are about being real, authentic and vulnerable have that value to them. Yeah, it's true. It's like women, I've worked with a lot of women um, over my career, a lot of women who we were trying, I think to, and I, say we, cause I think I fall all into that, fell into that trap too. We were trying to be men in a lot of ways because we were trying to get ahead in what was, what is and was a very patriarchal society that we were all living in and trying to work towards, right? Get, get a seat at the table. We all wanted to see, but now what, what we actually say at High Curious is like, women don't, don't even want to sit at a table. We want to sit on a couch. Like- <laughs> I want to lay a a chaise lounge. Like a chaise lounge, you know, like, so we don't want to seat at your table. Like we're moving into a different living room, you know, and you're welcome over here with us. If you're, you know, we're, this isn't like a man hater at all. It's just like good, great men. Welcome, you know, um, evolving men apply here, you know? Um, and, um, the only thing that's not welcome is toxic masculinity. And so it's incredible, this building of the app and thank you for going and downloading it and for also oh, yeah. for, um, checking it out. And it really is am- amazing. And I'm so proud of it because, um, of the people who've, who've helped me build it, um, from the beginning. So what, what happened was I started this app, um, in terms of, I had the idea to do this app in, um, April of 2019. <clears throat> and I started building it with the company Disciple, who's the has the back end of it. Then last summer, so summer of 2019, Vapegate happened. 
right? I'm sure you remember because you probably yes, threw away I didn't your vape gate. But... Everyone was like, THC is going to kill you in these things. So throw away your vape pen. And was like, it was like, well, definitely there were some bad actors. And so I'm not saying that was a bad idea to throw away your vape pen, especially if you got it on the black market. But during that time, because the tobacco lobbyists are really the ones and pharma are the ones that are behind this. So basically anything they can do to try to like hurt the cannabis industry, they do. So um, they lobbied and got um, Apple to take all of the cannabis apps off the app store. And that was last summer. So like anything wow. that was a consumption, anything that was about cannabis got completely just dumped from the app store. Like one day they were on the app store running their business and the next day they were dead. So that was in August and my app was just about to be able to go live. But I was like, what am I going to do? Like launch a cannabis app with no, and maybe not be accepted on Apple and Google. Like, so I just put it on the shelf and then I decided for 2020, I was going to do this big travel year. We were going to meet a bunch of influencers. We were <laughs> right. Gonna offline. Right. Yeah, this whole offline thing instead, because online was just not going to work. So um, yeah, obviously that didn't work out. So in March, on March 2nd uh, through 6th, I did a high curious house in Boston. I took um, six influencers from the East coast to, we stayed in a place near Fenway and we, really met the cannabis industry in Massachusetts and got to know each other. And um, it was, it was one of, it was probably the sixth or seventh retreat like that, that I had done with cannabis influencers. And um, I w- I had eight more planned for 2020 and that was a big investment. Well, you know, it came back from there and realized, okay, that's not happening. And it couldn't have, and it, it was such a blessing because And, you know, I think that a lot of people probably have this story where COVID is both a blessing and a hardship. It's obviously we would never have wanted it to happen, but I'm one of the people who was able to really take a pivot and do something incredible. So I'm really like grateful to myself for taking that risk and also, (laughs) yes, and for the people who showed up for me. Um, So on like March 16th, I started this daily Zoom call where I just invited my followers and stuff. I was just like, hey, I'm gonna, I like to like, anyone who wants to hang out, to talk, to sesh, to like, we're gonna, I'm gonna do this 10 a.m. Zoom call. And it started becoming this like therapy session where Mm -hmm. everyone would join and each person would get time, as much time as they wanted to talk about where they were, like where they were, what was going on there, any fears or concerns and, you know, things that they had. Right. And then we just all started connecting like through, and then so through, you know, the phone, through whatever, and, and seeing each right. other every day and hearing, you know, how are you? Like, what's going on with you? And like, we became kind of our, our best friends during this top hard time. Oh Cause you know, like, we're disconnected from so much. Oh yeah. So, so the apps, ethos like the reason why mm-hmm. you see that energy when you come on with people like welcoming is if if you want to be in you're in there's no we're not clicky we're not you know we're no factions we're trying to really right. build what i don't think women have had before which is a safe place with no with trying to not be bitchy and catty and all the things that <laughs> women can be 
and being really honest about it when we are doing that and trying to trying to create a real authentic space where people can be themselves because what could have been is like, oh, welcome. And then, oh my God, did you see Beth? I don't really like her. Right. But okay. right. We're trying to make it so like, it's really like that. And that means that like hard conversations have to ha be had about personalities. And, and so we're building a community. And with that, we're also building a business. And um, the business is a, a way for influencers to make income. So the biggest challenge for influencers and the reason why people have gotten so sick of all that selly stuff is that that's how they make their money. And right. it's not their fault, but they don't really want to do that. They feel pimped out when it comes to that kind of mm -hmm. stuff, but that's like, otherwise they're broke and they can't really, you know, they can't do their lifestyle. So our idea is that, um, you would have a butterfly, you're a butterfly and you have a right. channel on the high care app and you charge people $4 and 20 cents a month to be a part of your community. And in that community, you offer all the things that you want to be able to offer on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever else you are, but you don't really feel safe to do it there. You know, whether that be your most vulnerable self, you know, we have people who are recovering from alcoholism. We have people who are, you know, we, we have a lot of people who are so open and vulnerable and so many people people can re like relate to that, but people don't want to share that in this big forum with like, you know, with this strategy, right. this whole thing of like trying to get followers. So instead what we're doing is we're charging people a small amount of money to support that person. Right. And that way you can get this like really unvarnished perspective on things. And then with that similar to like a Patreon or other of these mm -hmm. apps where you can sell that's the other things that we'll have. So we'll be able to say, take you from that 420 channel to the, um, to something like maybe 999 for a, a month. And that way you get one sesh, like a private smoke sesh with someone, you know, to hang out right. with them. So it's really have a conversation. access to that influencer, exactly to have a conversation. Cause people really want to do that. People don't, uh, most people, many people, they don't want to just follow. They also want to be seen. You know, they want to yes. know people. They want to be in that community. They don't just want to like watch. They want to interact right. and they want to know people. And so everything we're doing at High Curious is about interacting, is about um, we're doing this um, amazing project for winter, which is we're called right. it's our winter box. And um, you can actually go on the Shopify store now and you can buy this box. And in the box, there's stuff to play along on the app for the entire winter. So for December, January, February, and March, we'll have each have little kits that are themed around the theme for the month. So December is release. We've got a lot of releasing to do. <laughs> yes, um, we do. Yes, and, um, and in there, there'll be some tarot cards and some things that we're gonna be mm. using throughout throughout. Um, I'm actually lucky because my team is building this entire thing. It's so amazing. And then the next one is renewal. And that's going to have like a bath bomb in February. It's self-love. So we're going to have in there, right. we're actually each and each month coincides with a show about that. So in, in, in oh, I get it. Yeah. Perfect. So in January, our resident natural farmer, Tina, Mm -hmm. Lala Gardens, she's going to come on and she's going to teach you how to make an entire 
you know, juice cleanse for renewal, right? And so uh, you'll be learning along with her. Um, in February, we're going to have self-love expert Laura Hamilton come on and talk to women about making um, um, an olive oil infused lube that is really great for women. It's THC infused lube that you can make at home, and especially for women who are our age and older, oh. who are dealing with some, you know, new issues yeah. in their lives. A little dryness. Yeah, right. we want to like know how to, you know, take care of this. And this is a great way. And THC mm-hmm. actually helps us, um, the vaginal walls, like um, become more engorged, I guess. So this is what we want. Right. And so, yeah, so she's going to teach that and also talk about, um, self-love. So there's, it's, 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 I call it the play along box because there's something personally, I need something tactile in front of the screen. If I'm going to spend time with people on a screen, I'll lose interest and look at my phone. But you know, the other thing that I really liked about it is that you don't need to be a smoke quote unquote smoker to come onto it. You don't even need to smoke. You could just want to be with people who, who, and learn from them and just be but I agree with you. I think it's really hard to find a group of women online that just want you to be you. And, and if you're going to be a bitch, they're going to tell you you're going to be a bitch, but it's from love and it's not from anything else. Um, I think that's really powerful. And then being able to understand the wellness part of cannabis, I think that is imperative as we go forward. You know, who knows what's going to happen next month, next year, you know, God willing, we'll all be back to whatever our new normal is. But I think that, you know, having other outlets to be well that are accepted. Thank you. Yeah, this is the tray that we made from our uh, from our fall box. So um, it came with the tray and the little piece of um, tissue paper for you to, and then it came with a little bit of Mod Podge. And oh, a little decoupage. Yeah, and then it came awesome. with a little sticker the with the high curious sticker. And then we we did a class where we decided that this was going to be an intention tray. So. I decided that my, we, I do a show every Monday called Becoming Intentional on the app. And we talk about setting intentions and how that's different from setting goals. And um, so I, this tray was about the power of nature as my intention for 2020, for fall 2020. So to remember to get out there. And so what we've been doing is just like using, we all are using these as our little like jewelry trays or, you know, whatever. And then just, it's a really nice way to just like, remember why, what kind of how you want to show up this fall. Laura, I love everything you're doing. I'd love to ask you a few questions before we have to go. I am assuming a lot of women that are listening either don't or, you know, are really deep in the stigma of using cannabis or, you know, or curious or high curious. What would you say to those women that are curious that um, just want to find out a little bit more? So obviously it depends where you live, but Definitely download the High Curious app and um, you can find it on, on Google Play and on iOS. Thanks to the new world, we were accepted there. So um, you, you can really f- find answers to your questions. So I guess the first thing I would tell these women is why are you interested in cannabis? Is it because you're interested because mm-hmm. everyone's talking about it as this like miracle cure and CBD and all that? If that's the re- reason, do some more research. But if you are coming to it because you've heard that it can be a wellness tool, I would submit to you, think about it like caffeine, right? 
you use caffeine in many ways throughout your life and throughout your day. And there are some times in your life that like, oh, you know what? Caffeine is not working for me right now. So it's, it's very small moderation that you want to start with to see if this is something that's going to actually enhance your life. And that's how I started in really small ways with, if you can, if you live in a legal state and you can get edibles, go to a dispensary and get this lowest dose edible that you have can, can, and cut it into like eight pieces and just have one tiny piece. It won't probably do anything to you. So then you can just build up a little bit and you can just feel it a little. That would be my recommendation. And of course, also follow people who are already doing it. Ask us questions. We're the kind of like, I say we're the alpha cannabis consumers. Like we're the guinea pigs of our generation, right? We're the ones who are like willing to try anything to see how it works. So ask us and um, let us be those guinea pigs. And then if you're ready to be a guinea pig too, then we'd love to meet you to become a butterfly on the High Curious Network, which is really just about sharing your cannabis journey out loud. <laughs> that's wonderful. I think that's really great advice. And I think that learning about it is really important and learning about why it's illegal, I think is a really important conversation we can have. I'd love to have another conversation about it, but I think understanding why it's illegal and why the stigma is, I think a lot of people would come out from behind it because it's, it's really all about money, in my opinion. A thousand percent. And if you go back in history, throughout history, big industry has wanted to tamp down cannabis since forever. And the reason is that it is the hemp plant, the cannabis plant is the most versatile plant that we've, we have on this planet. And Oh, this is, this is hemp. I have a hemp jacket on. So it can be fiber for clothes. It can, you can make concrete out of it. It's like the most, it's called hempcrete. It's incredibly sturdy. Oh, I didn't know that. Rope, I mean, any rope, um, plastic could be completely replaced by hemp. And hemp, it's like bamboo. If you think about it, people maybe have never seen, you know, um, hemp grow. It really grows. Mm-hmm. Cannabis with, you know, the, the, medi- the medicinal side of cannabis is, 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 is work in terms of making the medicine. But growing the hemp plants... They just, it's, it's weed. I mean, they grow and they grow amazing as long as, you know, you keep your conditions right. Right. So that's a threat to big business. Also the fact that we can grow medicine in in less than 20 weeks, it's a threat to big business, big pharma. So yeah, it's all about money, all about fear. Um, It's probably people who had that anxiety attack type of feeling from using cannabis, the paranoia, who used it one time maybe, and they're now like, I don't know, Mitch McConnell or something. And they think that it's the worst. And so they talk about how it's the worst when they really, and they're, because they're afraid of it. Yeah, no, definitely afraid. And I think that what you're doing is taking, is changing the story around it. So, you know, if anyone listening is interested, and I hope that they're getting from this conversation is it's not about getting high. It's not about being, you know, out of your mind. It's really about making yourself feel better. I almost feel like like the message I want is that it, it just takes the edge off. You know, I'm a, I'm a CBD user and people ask me about it. I'm like, it, I take a Xanax, I'm out for three days. I take a little bit of CBD in the morning. It just makes me feel a little bit more like myself. You know, so I want to encourage everyone to go to High Curious and learn more about you and more about the wonderful women that are on your, on your platform. I can't wait to see what you're going to express in the next 12 months. Thank you. 
Um, and hopefully, you know, one day it'll be everywhere in the United States. Um, as we end, I do ask my guests this one question. Um, <laughs> I want to ask you a little bit different question. Your perfect night. So hanging out in the backyard in your Colorado home with your husband and your kids, you know, you're probably smoking in some form or another. Um, what else? Are you, I always ask my client, my guests, what cocktail they're drinking, but give us a picture of what that, how do you relax? How do we relax? In that way? A perfect night at home. I actually had it last night. Um, we all, we cooked dinner and my husband's the cook um, and everyone was in the kitchen uh, around when cooking, when dinner was being cooked. And, um, and then I actually went upstairs and I took a bath and I, I had, I mean, I always am having cannabis throughout, you know, it depends, but a bath and cannabis, that's incredible. After a long day, yesterday was a really busy work day, but I just felt so like grateful to have cannabis and a bath bomb. And I just got in the bath and, um, and really just soaked my muscles. Cause I actually got to go on a hike yesterday, which is another part of a great day. And, um, yeah, I, I'm not as much of a night person these days because Colorado is so gorgeous that I'm not like much doing like out stuff, obviously COVID, but yeah. I spend, I get up so much earlier here and I enjoy the whole day. And yeah, last night was, was great. And yeah, as long as my husband's around, my kids are around, I'm building a new company that I'm super excited about. Like life, it, it's weird to say, and almost sometimes feel guilty about saying it during these hard times, but life feels really exciting. Mm -hmm. And, um, you said it yourself, you said, you said that cannabis helps you become more of yourself. And for me, like cannabis has made me, helped me become more, become myself. When I look in the mirror, even in a wig and a crazy hat and all these things that I do every day, <laughs> I'm like, this is me. This is the me that, you know, kind of got tamped down by society over time. This was the me that was like, that before I became a teenager, you know, um, that had that all that energy and all that excitement about life. And then cannabis has helped me tap into that. So um, I, I hope that others will find it for themselves too, because I do believe like it's weird to evangelize for something that a lot of people think is a drug. But I believe that when women, smart women like us, start using this medicine for wellness, we can take on the world and change the world. And uh, I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg behind the scenes was, is, is definitely helping us uh, push into this next, um, this next foray of, I feel like, you know, women to the front and um, I'm here for it. Oh, I love that. And the Ruth Bader Ginsburg reference is right up my alley. I, you know, she stood for everything that she wanted you know, she was told no, she was told she was wrong, it was illegal. You know, I, I can't imagine what, I, I take that back. I know that I couldn't have done that. You know, I, to be, I, was, I wanted to be, when I was graduate, when I was in high school, I wanted to be a um, trainer for a football team. I went to college and at Ithaca and I was like, oh, I'm the only girl and these are all football players. Uh, I like TV better. And I went, because I didn't want to be that, that um, trailblazer. So I appreciate, you know, Ruth Bader is one of my, I have her picture right there, actually. She's one of my girls. And I'm going to put your picture right next to her Aww, because you too are a trailblazer um, in your business and helping us all become butterflies. Gotta get our so sending you lots of love. 
Get our wigs, exactly. Sending you lots of love. Thank you, Lauren. You too. Thank you. Thanks for joining me this week on Behind the Spotlight. Make sure to subscribe so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, I'd love a rating on iTunes. Or simply tell a friend about it, and that would help me out too. But if you like the show and you want to check out more, look me up at BethNydick.com. Plus, now I'm offering private 90-minute intensive strategy sessions. You might want to get in on that too. Be sure to tune in next week for the next episode of Behind the Spotlight.